This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Betbright. I'm Aaron Flanagan today joined by Thomas Bristow. How are you doing Tom? Very well, yeah, you? Yeah, very well, very good. And we're joined by Matty Lawless again. Matty, how are you doing? Never been better. Never been better, but I mean we're going to start with you Matty, <laughs> uh, because we're going to start with Argentina. Yeah, I thought you would. Uh, Argentina were, let's be honest, abysmal. They were, they Again, really were. They really were, but um, these were your tournament winners, Matty. What's happened? <sighs> I know, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And going into this tournament, Argentina, let's not forget, you know, they needed a miracle by Messi to actually get them there in the first place. So I just felt that this was Messi's time to shine. It was his rite of passage to be crowned the greatest player of all time. I do think whatever happens in this tournament, and let's not you know, forget Messi is the finest player we've seen in a generation um, I know Cristiano Ronaldo equally wonderful but for me Messi just I don't know there's just something about him that's special um, and I don't think what happens in this tournament should overshadow that at all but the fact of the matter is he has struggled in this tournament and his penalty against Iceland which he missed has been a catalyst for that and people say it was a bad penalty actually it was a good save I mean, if the keeper goes the wrong way, it goes in, doesn't it? So, got to give the keeper some credit there. But since then, I think Messi's really felt the weight of expectation of his nation. His teammates haven't helped him out at all, particularly Willie Caballero, who was dreadful. Um, And I hate to hammer goalkeepers, but I think we have to on this occasion. Croatia won 3-0. Two of those goals, I think you can point towards the keeper because the third one where... He was all over the place at the back, and it was just an easy tap in. It wasn't just him who was all over the place. The whole defence was... They were. They, they lost their head. I thought, I thought Argentina were all disciplined last night. Um, it was one of those sort of feisty games. But um, I think Messi in particular, he, he just struggled with, with the expectation on his shoulders. He looked quite stressed, didn't he? And we saw a moment during the game where he lashed out... Um, he wasn't happy at all, and and I think a lot of fans have picked up on that as well. So Argentina really, you know, they're in real trouble, and they could be going home early, which is so unexpected. I I, I can't believe how wrong I got it. To be honest, in terms of my uh, prediction, I just felt that this would have been a prime opportunity. They've got some wonderful players. They did have a real setback before the tournament, of course, with Manuel Lanzini, who suffered a horrendous crucial ligament injury looks like he'd be out for probably 12 months but he was the sort of player they lacked last night but I think Pablo Zabaleta touched on it in his punditry it was actually quite hard to watch wasn't it Pablo Zabaleta because you could see how (sighs) physically upset he was and absolutely um, and and, and I think Lanzini was that sort of 
creative difference that that they lacked and it would have probably freed up Messi to do other things because Messi was getting pulled in he almost reminded me a bit like how Wayne Rooney was playing for England towards the, the later stages where he's trying to do everything but nothing was really happening you know yeah. well um, I mean you saw him so there was opportunity oh, I say opportunity there were uh, occasions where Messi was dropping back into his own half he was playing as almost yeah. a shouldn't be there a third centre half or a holding midfield and that's that sort ridiculous. of ridiculous Tommy um, it, it, it's not it's not Messi surely who's playing badly it's more just the team surely or, or or can we actually pin some of this down as Messi's not quite got it right this tournament um, a little bit of both um, I think you have to look at that Argentina squad and there's there's something not quite right you saw that third goal um, about four or five defenders just stopped still they didn't carry on running they didn't fight they didn't carry Gave on up. tracking it was, it was bizarre there's something not quite right and you can go back to the squad selection Everyone was absolutely baffled by the fact that Icardi was left out. And Serie A top scorer. Um, the bar didn't come on until maybe the 70th minute. It's just something's not quite right there. And I think you could see that in the players' reactions towards conceding that goal and their performances itself. So yes, Messi, granted he hasn't um, played particularly well by his standards, of course. I still thought he created a few little sparks, but... You know, he's surrounded by players that aren't quite the same level as those at Barcelona. Um, and I just feel like there's, there's something not quite right in that squad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Caballero was, was one of those players. And for me, I can't believe a nation like Argentina going into a World Cup playing a number two goalkeeper. He's, he's barely played for Chelsea. You know, he's, he barely played for Man City the season before. You look, you look at the whole squad. And he though, showed. Um I think all three goalkeepers in their squad have, have barely played international football. No, which is um, yeah, it is, it is alarming for them. Massively, and I, I, I mean, look, it was a terrible mistake for that first goal, but the technique for the goal yeah. was incredible. You know, so we should give some credit there. But I think that moment changed everything. And once your keeper makes a mistake like that, your confidence in the defense's confidence in him shattered the rest of the team's thinking god what's he going to do next and the keeper himself he's just you know the head's his head's gone and um sad to see really look argentina we want to see the best teams in the tournament but i think with with our england caps on it's great isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it was kind of enjoyable to watch but i think what what i don't mean that in a in a way of like oh it was enjoyable watching argentina implode I also mean it because Croatia won fantastic oh, as well. Brilliant. I mean, I thought the yeah. match as a whole was really entertaining and Croatia could very well be dark horses in this competition. I don't think you can take anything away from their performance. Yes, Argentina were particularly poor, but uh, Rakitic and Modric were unbelievable in that midfield. I mean, we've seen what they can do for Barcelona and Real Madrid, but together, yeah, they Modric were sensational. Um, that, I mean, both of them ended up scoring from central midfield positions against Argentina. They were unreal. They How were, good was that Modric's goal? Yeah, well, yeah, it was fantastic. The swerve on that shot. It reminded me of his one against Manchester United in the Champions League a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. very similar. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a sensational strike, and just I mean, if those two carry on playing the way they are and and control the game like that, then yeah, there's no reason they they can't go very far. In I this think you're right though, because they've had they've had form in previous World Cups, haven't they? And and big tournaments. Croatia seemed the same about them. They seem to be able to to come together around these tournaments but for me going into the tournament they look pretty average I mean they lost to Brazil and like pretty convincingly against Brazil at Anfield and they just didn't look like there was anything about them at all looked like there's be the sort of team that would crash out early on in that group but now you know well they're, they're going to win the group that's for sure 
and then they're looking at really it's down to either Nigeria or Iceland who could actually trump Argentina it's amazing yeah well it's amazing uh, actually say by the time you you might be listening to this podcast Argentina might officially be out of the competition simply because uh, Iceland and Nigeria play this afternoon if Iceland pick up a win Argentina are gone they're officially gone um, which is I say unheard of really for this sort of stage of the tournament but there is shocks every time at a World Cup yeah. there is shocks there is I think there was, was it 2002 where France went out and they didn't even score a goal? Spain, I think. last World Cup? Yeah, Portugal went out in the groups last World Cup as well. Um, there's shocks all around. Um, just quickly on Croatia, then, how far do we think they can go? They're, they're in the knockout stages. Realistically, are they in a similar boat to England, whereas quarters would be a good achievement, very doable, but probably no further? I think so. I think quarters would be a great achievement for them. I, I really do. Um, just on, on your point a minute ago, when it comes to Iceland, I don't think, being England fans, we should be shocked by anything that happens with them. So yeah. if they get out of their group ahead of Argentina, I think given what happened two years ago, we can we shouldn't be shocked. Well, we saw well. with Iceland that not only how sort of physically strong they are, they're, they're quite fit as a squad, mm. but very organised, and they did a job on Argentina. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they beat Nigeria today, who let's be honest against Croatia were very very poor they've got a very inexperienced team the youngest team at the World Cup uh, the keepers one of the youngest players at the World Cup I think so uh, I think they've got a real opportunity to, to go and uh, cause another big shot and get your thunder clapping ready yeah so yeah well, so we'll, we'll move to but, but Croatia sorry Flanders uh, to answer your question I think they can go even further I think playing like they did last night they could get to the semi-finals yeah. No, so it'd be very interesting to see how they do and I hope England avoid them they, they look like the sort of team that I think will cause England problems whereas I think England against some of the other teams that are the big teams for example France we're going to move on to France very shortly Yeah, they've not impressed me at all and I'd actually fancy England to give France a good game Yeah, I fancy if I saw England against Croatia playing like that last night I'd be a little bit worried. I think I think Croatia were absolutely superb. I should add, though. I mean, I am the man who backed Argentina to win the World Cup, so whatever I say, just dis- disregard it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was saying we mentioned the Nigeria Iceland game uh, with Bet Bright. Nigeria seventeen to ten. The draw two to one. Iceland seven to four. So I mean, quite close with, with, with the bookmakers have seen it. But I think a few of us are all swinging towards Iceland on this one simply because of the resilient performances that, that they've put in both in qualifying, hmm. uh, top in their group, and also uh, against Argentina last time out. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'd be backing Iceland. I also haven't been that impressed by Nigeria. I was at the England-Nigeria game. They didn't, they didn't really do that great. I mean, they, they changed the formation the second half, and England struggled a little bit. And the, the game uh, where they lost to, to Croatia, they just I don't know, they looked a bit drab. I didn't feel much enthusiasm from them much. I don't know, energy, I guess is the right word. Yeah, but what about their kit? It's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, they need to, they need to put a <laughs> you, performance you, you, you in. Well, I, know, I only said it. I only said it because you're on the show. <laughs> um, they need to deliver a performance uh, that that kit is owed, in my opinion. Um, and then, But basically, if they, if they don't win against Croatia, uh, sorry, Iceland, then I think that'd be a poor World Cup from them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so, very interesting. So, Nigeria, um, I, I mean, they showed glimpses against England. You, you mentioned that England game. Uh, in the second half where they, they did come out they did attack and they did show a little bit of fight a little bit of resilience so listen, it's absolutely not done by any stretch of the imagination uh, moving on say back to yesterday's games uh, France played France won hmm. again but once again I'm just not convinced by France yeah I mean look it wasn't particularly enthralling performance but they won <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good the performance in, 
is if they can keep doing that, then they're going to go far. I mean, they've got players there who can turn it on. I thought Kante was really good yesterday. Um, again, you know, he, he he could lose something and he'd find it straight away, wouldn't he? He's just he's just so quick to recover. And, uh, I don't know. I think I think they've got players there. I wouldn't particularly worry about it. I, I'd be very fearful of playing them. Yeah, um, it, it was interesting. I, I said to Alex Richards, obviously one of our other colleagues who I was watching the game with, Towards the end, obviously, Peru were pushing for an equaliser. And I went, I kind of don't want Peru to get it. As much as I love the underdog to, to win. Yeah. I kind of feel like if Peru equalise, it wakes France up for the rest of the tournament. It makes them realise, oh, OK, we, we do have to step it up. Sort of stumbling through, and, you mean? Like, yeah, and, and, and I'm seeing this as a, from an England perspective, who obviously we could potentially meet them. I, th- I think if we go to the semis, I think, is when we'd meet them. I mean, I know it's a bit ambitious for England. Yeah, but, that's... yeah exactly. But, you know... If they can just keep on stumbling through, I think they'll be beatable. They're waiting for a wake-up call. And right, I think when yeah. they get it, they will wake up because it has been pretty lacklustre from France so far. I was quite surprised yesterday. I thought, you know, the initial game, uh, well, you know, they obviously they did win. I thought that was more of a, a pressure. A bit like England against Tunisia. Like one, they, they got that win. That's the most important thing. Three points. The pressure's slightly off for the next team. I thought they'd go out against Peru and score sort of, sort of two or three. Um, we saw glimpses of like, sort of neat touches and trickery, but it just wasn't... It wasn't quite flowing. It was, it was edgy. But as you say, as 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 Matty said, if they keep winning one 0 if they keep doing it, then they could go all the way. We saw Portugal do that. Well, Portugal didn't even, didn't even win in ninety minutes <laughs> yeah. at Euro twenty sixteen. They, right. they still won the competition. So if they can keep winning, no matter how they do it, they, you know, and like I say, they have got threat. those special players. They've got world class players who can, in an instant, change a game on its head. Uh, absolutely, and yeah. I, I think that's the difference with this France team. In a way, I kind of relate to them a little bit like an England golden generation side where on paper they look magnificent, but actually can they get over the line? But I'd still think there's something a little bit unique about them. And I think there's a special talent. not in Mbappe, great to see him score. you still got Dembele there as well. Dembele for me is such an exciting young player. Uh, so moving on from France, uh, we're going to Brazil. Brazil play uh, the early game today. Uh, they're going to play Costa Rica. Um, just a quick look at the odds: uh, Brazil one to five, so obviously an <laughs> overwhelming favourites. Costa Rica fourteen to one. Not the longest odds we've had at this tournament so far. Obviously, Iran were eighteen to one to beat Spain, um, and I think Saudi Arabia eighteen to one uh, to get a result against uh, was it Uruguay? I think they played last time out. Um, so not quite the longest odds of the tournament, but the bookies are very much saying. Brazil are going to be pretty comfortable in, the, in this. But they said that, didn't they, on Sunday yeah. before the Switzerland game. And then, oh, one or draw. So, I mean, look, Brazil, they need to turn it on today. And in fact, Argentina should be a huge reminder to them as to why. And there's a lot of expectation again on a certain player, Neymar, who's coming to this tournament on the back of a bad injury and for me isn't fit. And he picked up another knock in training this week. He says he's fit to play today. He says he's fully fit. So, jury's out on Brazil. Obviously, they're playing Costa Rica. And <laughs> I think the only good player they've got is the keeper. So, yeah. Uh, it should be a Brazil win, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be. Um, Brizzy, say, from the um, the first match, that game against Switzerland, is there anything that particularly impressed you about Brazil? Or, or did the results just kind of make you think, oh, that they're a bit vulnerable? Um Coutinho's goal was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Very typical Coutinho. It was, was onto it? his right foot and bending um, across the keeper. It's almost becoming his sort of uh, atypical goal, isn't it? Um, 
Switzerland impressed me. Uh, but the thing about Switzerland is they always seem to turn up in a bit in a major tournament. They're quite they're quite a strong, resilient team, aren't they? they you know, they might not have the the best players in the world, but they seem to stick together a bit like Lou and and and, and are quite resilient. Um, Brazil need to go and get a result today, no matter what. Um, I still think they're the favourites for the competition with the class and the squad they have. I think yes, that result was a bit of a surprise. That I mean, the defending for that header was atrocious. He was free, wasn't he? Yeah. And with about six players just around him, all watching him yeah. head the ball in. Um, so obviously they need to sort that marking uh, issue out, whatever that is. But I still think they have enough to go all the way in the so Especially like with players like Coutinho. I mean, that finish he scored against Switzerland was no goalkeeper in the world would have saved that. Um, but I must say I'm rooting for Costa Rica because I'd love to see a big upset. Of course, again, sticking the England cap on. We don't, we don't, we don't want people like Brazil in the tournament. Yeah, we <laughs> want to be going through and winning. And, and looking forward as well, Brazil are one of the teams that we almost definitely could face yeah. in, in the quarterfinals should should we get there. And you'd obviously hope that England are going to do that. Um, Serbia, Switzerland uh, odds very quickly from Bet Bright. Uh, Serbia thirteen to eight, Switzerland nine to five. The draw at nineteen to ten. Um, so again, an, another one. It, it, really tough one to call today. Mm. Today, some really close games yeah. when it comes to obviously Nigeria, Iceland, Serbia, Switzerland, Brazil, Costa Rica could maybe surprise us. Yeah, maybe it's a major <laughs> tournament. You, you you never know. I'll go with Serbia on that one. Just a tight win. I like, I like Switzerland. Yeah, <laughs> I like Switzerland. I'm, I'm I'm going the other way. Do you like your you, job? You're gonna say, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll say score one all draw. One all draw. Okay, yeah. okay. So we'll we'll reconvene tomorrow, and one of us will be happy. Yeah. Uh, in in that case, um, <laughs> listen, guys, that's all we've got time for uh, today on the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast, uh, brought to you in association with Betbright. Thank you very much. Um, Pleasure as always, mate. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, well, I say we. I won't be. I, I, you guys probably well, uh, won't be. But we're gonna have a new lineup tomorrow. Yeah, God, that'd be interesting. Yeah, new lineup. I think Martin Sunday. I'm back. So uh, Sunday. Well, you'll be back on Sunday then. I, I assume. Are you in on Sunday? No, no. Oh, don't, don't, don't be silly. I need to. I need to sort <laughs> this road to it. I think. That's right. I'm um, here all weekend. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, these two guys might be back at the, uh, the weekend. Uh, I won't be back until into next week. So you'll have uh, Martin Domin uh, at least for tomorrow's episode, and then maybe these guys going forward. Um, but yeah, if you don't already, you can get us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Acast. If you want to subscribe, we're here every single day of the World Cup right through to the very end with the latest uh, updates, analysis. Just general chat. We just like a chat about football, don't we? <laughs> we do, we, we do. do. Uh, what, what's, I'm going to just quickly, before it finishes, what's your treble bet for today? My treble bet? Oh, of the three, the, out of the three yeah. games, I go Brazil win, mm-hmm. Iceland win, Switzerland win. Okay, Tommy? Uh, Brazil, Brazil win, uh, <laughs> Iceland win as well, and then I'll go for the old Switzerland Serbia draw. Yeah, I'll back you on the draw on that one for the last game. And then I'm going to go Costa Rica, just because I want to up the ante. Right. And um, a Costa Rica draw, sorry. Oh, okay. okay. All right, they're not going to beat Brazil. And then... Uh, um, oof. Remind me. And Nigeria, Iceland? Yeah, Iceland. Iceland, so <laughs> draw, Iceland, draw. Yeah, I'd like to see the odds on that, so I'm going to ask Bet Bright and see what they say. Yeah, that's going to return... <laughs> Probably more money than it's like. Here's on me, lads. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that happens. Uh, but yeah, anyway, listen. If you, um, yeah, I said we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, enjoy the football, everyone. 
Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts.